Ephesians chapter 3, verses 7 through 13. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given to me by the working of his power. To me, though I'm the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus, our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, Tommy, continuing on in Ephesians 3, and this is sort of the last half of the same section of which we started yesterday, which is, you know, sort of this gospel, this mystery of the gospel revealed section. And so Paul, you know, he he speaks of his own ministry here um, according to the gift of God's grace and the working of his power. Even though he's the least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And, you know, he he wraps it all up by, you know, there's this little pastoral note to ask them to not lose heart over Paul's sufferings, which is for their glory. So, uh, Tommy, uh, this is a, a little more um, maybe obscure of a passage. It's less clear than like you were dead in your sins, but, you know, Christ. Your middle school pastor didn't have you memorize this one? Yeah, yeah, no, uh, okay. not this one. All right. Um, so what are your thoughts, Thomas, on 7 through 13 and everything going on here? Uh, just a couple of things I want to point out, and then and then I want to us just kind of back and forth on a couple of discussion points. But Come on. I do think verse 8 is beautiful the unsearchable riches of Christ. Absolutely. Um, that let's never think we've got Jesus figured out. Let's never think we've got him pinned down. Absolutely. Um, the unsearchable riches. I love that. This is from someone who um, the Lord met face to face on a road. Mm. Like that's like kind of a big deal. Like he had definitely close encounters with God caught up into the third heaven at one point. Like, okay, like he's still saying they're unsearchable. Yeah. So let's just yeah hold our horses. If we think we got the Lord, Yep. figured out yeah um i think that's incredible i think verse 10 is is got really pretty wording so that through the church the manifold wisdom of god um manifold you know it means uh multicolored, multifaceted. love that and so that's a beautiful idea that through the church the the many colored wisdom of god again just his his poetry and unveiling and revealing his plan and who he is over time um, is now known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Um, I just think that's, there's a lot to that. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, and then I think um, we have verse 12 uh, talking about in Christ, we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So I ask you to not lose heart over what I'm suffering for you, which is for your glory. Just the fact that he's revealed himself. Um, he is unsearchable and yet he gives us this confidence mm. to approach him. 
Hmm. Like, who are we that this unsearchable Jesus uh, can't plumb the depths of that God has revealed so beautifully over time? Who are we that, like, we get an audience with him? Hmm. And we can ask him for things and we can ask him to do things and we can uh, seek his will. We can be a part of his plan. Like he truly stoops down to yeah. be, to be a part of what's going on. Yeah. You know, one of my good buddies, uh, Shane Cole, he's a music songwriting friend of mine, but with a, with a fine beard, fine beard, some awesome tattoos. Yeah. Really cool dude. But, uh, you know, he, he's kind of done the whole like, touring like he's done rowdy country tours and then like k-love radio tours like playing in <laughs> yeah. bands and stuff and you know he like if, if you want to be really really sad about the church um christian music touring business is a great place to go um to get disillusioned and it's sadly where a lot of you know great artists and songwriters uh lose their faith because the church what you know lowercase c the church can seem so phony and cheap and uh you know just opportunistic and whatever but shane uh he's kind of come out of all that and he he's developed just a ton of wisdom through processing a lot of that stuff and um he kind of has three rules for life or, or like three guiding principles and it's god is real the church still matters and money doesn't have to be so emotional, uh, which the third one doesn't really apply <laughs> to this situation, but that is a great word. But, uh, you know, that I remember the first time he told me that second one, the church still matters. And that strikes such an emotional chord with mm. me because, you know, I'm, I'm a natural like skeptic and uh, cynic and just kind of have a critical eye. And, you know, so I've definitely gone through those those moments of just being so disillusioned and sad and angry and whatever about stuff that you see in evangelical world. And, you know, there's all these nowadays just podcasts and documentaries and whatever floating around from Christian and non-Christian sources that'll make you lose hope so much in the church. And I think it's it's hard a lot of the times to have a high view of the church. And even if you like look at the church favorably, you know, you might be thinking like, well, I, I don't, I'm not disillusioned towards the church, but even if you look at the church favorably, I think it's easy to just view it in a very small light. Like you might not have like a ton of baggage and frustration and whatever, but the church might just kind of seem like this, you know, where we're basically all just people who share beliefs and we're kind of just like, keeping watch on each other and reminding each other of truth until Jesus comes back. And that's just the drill for now. But I love verse 10 so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God, so through the ecclesia, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known or great synonym to that word declared in the Greek might be declared to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Mm. So that the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places, that is a mind spinning phrase. Like it's like in Job, oh, yeah. the beginning of Job, when it says that, you know, the, the sons of God, like the heavenly council is, and this is like all over the old Testament. There's this idea that there's like this, 
heavenly council of rulers and authority, cosmic rulers and authorities. I've no idea what that means, um, but it, it's it's this big image. But through the church, the wisdom of God is being declared to the heavens. And I think that, you know, whether you have a cynical view of the church or, uh, you know, ultimately kind of like a inconsequential, inconsequential view of the church, the, the church at its best and in its ultimate end declares God's wisdom because, you know, the gospel is this grand design stretched out across thousands of years of human history, which is woven yeah. intricately through. And yeah. as you read the Bible, it just, the more you see, the more uh, God's wisdom is made known. And the fact, you know, we talked about this with Ephesians 2 and sort of this all nations passage, but, you know, the fact that we as people uh, of, you know, varying European pagan descent are sitting here talking about the mysteries of God you know, the, the wisdom of God is being declared through us even now, uh, to, you know, cosmic powers is what Paul is saying here. And so I would just say the church is really important. And even though it's really, really messy and really, really disheartening at times, it really, really matters because it's not just for our personal edification. It's not just to help us stay Christian during our days on earth, but it's to declare God's wisdom to man and just to the cosmic authorities, whatever that means, you know, like it's, it's a bigger, the purpose of the church is bigger than we can even wrap our minds around. And so we should be diligent in pursuing the good and the health of the church. And, you know, we should be like, we, we live in an age of revolution where if something is messy, you know, we, the, the urge both within secular and evangelical circles, the urge is to like cut off the heads of everyone involved and start something new, but we should give up on revolution and be reformers and we should look for things that are good. And then we should see the bad. We should see the ugly and we should seek to reform Mm -hmm. because the church still matters despite all the, all the grit and all the mess. Man, I love that. And I also, think that you would be a good angel. <laughs> Thank you. So here's why. Okay. Um, That's the first time I've ever gotten that. But. When he, when it says that uh, all the, the, the rulers and the authorities in heaven began to understand the manifold witness of God, right? Like it's the manifold wisdom of God. That's so interesting. You're right. It is mind blowing. And there's this really obscure verse in first Peter chapter one, I'm a, I'll read it to you. Ready? It says first Peter one twelve. it says it was revealed to them that they were serving, not themselves, but you and the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels uh, yeah. long to look. Hmm. It just kind of gives you this picture, a little bit more full picture of maybe what Paul's describing in Ephesians three of the Lord's plans didn't even make sense to the angels. Yeah. Man. But these people are a mess. Man. These people are like, are you sure you want to go down there and die for them? Obviously, I am in I, I am interjecting my own thoughts and sure. dialogue sure. here, but they legit didn't understand yeah. they what was happening. To look into the plan of God. Yeah. Into and, the wisdom of God. Yes. And the Lord, but they were faithful. They obeyed. They went yeah. and they told the shepherds. They 
They visited Mary and Joseph. They helped Joshua out. Like the angels have done their job. They've been servants of the Lord, not understanding what he's doing. Mm. And I think that's why I say you'd be a good angel because you have that same type of thinking of like, from a very normal perspective, this doesn't make sense that he would do all this, Mm. that he would lavish his love on us. Mm. But he does. Yeah. And, and so therefore the church does matter. Yeah. And it's, it's beautiful. It is not deserved. It is not earned. Yeah. But if the Lord takes it serious, I should too. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Christianity is such a strange movement. And I think that this is one of the great apologetics that the testimony and witness of the church is true. You know, if you look at any other uh, movement, it, there, there's kind of one type of person um, one one ethnicity, one cultural group, mm-hmm. one language that you can really link to it. Um, you you know, like you, you don't see this like massive cross cultural uh, collaboration that's happened with like Islam or Hinduism or whatever, right? And the weird thing, but they're you know objectively very well organized and well run religions that have very clear power authority structures and those authority structures are very, uh, you know, ironclad and whatever. And, you know, the church is notoriously very messy. Um, oh yeah. Very multifaceted. We're a ragtag crew. And, you don't, you don't want to look at a church history family tree. And it, yes. And it's, <laughs> it's the one type, it's the one movement that has spanned, you know, a culture, race, ethnicity, geography, language, mm-hmm. socioeconomics. Mm-hmm. And while each of those cultures and people groups that have latched on to the message of Jesus and, and to the kingdom of God, while each of us, you know, we have our wrongs, our blind spots, the church continues to grow. And another note on top of that is that it doesn't grow in the ways that you would expect. You know, most movements grow where there's the most leaders, there's the most resources, there's the most central you right. know, power. But what's actually interesting is we see that, you know, where the church kind of builds these man-made infrastructures around these things and these industries, whether it's Roman Catholicism in the medieval ages, like in the 1500s, or, you know, whether it's American evangelicalism or whatever it is that you want to attach to it, it actually kind of can stall into this, you know, malformed, malnourished, uh, you know, apathetic state and where the church blows up is where there's actually the least amount of resources, like the church today in the middle East and in East Asia and in Africa, you know, it it thrives under pressure. And, you know, it it really points to, there's a wisdom of God that it, it supersedes the wisdom of man. It supersedes the wisdom of angels. And so for that reason, I can say with full confidence, the church still matters. That's right. Because even though it's messy, even though it's ragtag, it declares the wisdom of God Amen. throughout creation. Amen. And so, you know, this is the mystery that's been hidden for ages and has been made known in Jesus. And so we should latch on to it. We should be reformers. We should be constantly seeking out the things of God and making known his plan for salvation in all nations. So for Thomas Nelson, this is Will Carlisle, and we'll see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. 
I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and our daily rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.